Hi everyone and welcome to an invitation to share with Claire. I'm your host Claire for this podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming out to listen today. I have been wanting to do this for almost two years now so I'm really excited that we finally made it and that we can celebrate this podcast journey together. I want this to be a place where I can share, where other people can share, we can connect, and we can learn about healing, self-love, confidence, everyday life things, pretty much. Anything goes. (laughs) So welcome to the show. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about my healing journey and a little bit about why I chose the podcast name and just do a little bit of an introductory episode. So let's get into it. (laughs) So first of all, I think my healing journey has been very up and down. People who have known me for a very long time, I'm sure, see things a little bit differently. Uh, And that's because everybody's healing journey is very individualized. And some parts are personal, some parts are more public. And I have decided to share more of my journey publicly because I have found that I have felt very alone. And oddly enough, podcasts have been a wonderful way for me to feel like I can connect with somebody through audio and emotion. And that's a little bit why I named this podcast an invitation to share. I want to one day have guests on this podcast, of course, but I want to invite myself to continue to share and to be open and for others to do the same. And I really want to share this quote by Brene Brown, courage is telling our story, not being immune to criticism. Staying vulnerable is a risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. And I find this so beautiful and a really strong reminder for ourselves and for others. It takes a lot of courage and vulnerability, certainly, to share your story and your healing journey. And I'm really happy to be here, but also nervous (laughs) to be here. I know sharing and storytelling and talking is a beautiful way for me to heal and that I have used as a healing tool for the last almost 10 years that I have been in therapy which was part of my motivation to start a podcast because I could clearly tell this was an outlet for me. And I was like, hey, um, I think that other people maybe relate to me because I relate to other people when they open up in this very authentic way. And so that's a little bit about why I wanted to name the podcast an invitation to share just to kind of open that door for myself and for others. And as I mentioned, my healing journey has been pretty long. I started therapy when I was 15, and I'm 24 now, so it's been almost 10 years. And initially, I did not really want to go into therapy. I was pretty resistant, but I was heavily struggling with an eating disorder, depression, suicidal thoughts, all of the things that were very that were not manageable for me to do on my own and not manageable for any of my support system to help me out. 
So I found myself in therapy, was pretty resistant to it, and I stayed and I stuck it through, but I didn't feel like I was ready to open up some of those wounds and face some of those fears because I was honestly embarrassed. I was embarrassed that some of these things had happened to me, embarrassed about the way that I felt, embarrassed in just so many different ways, and I had never fully faced my thoughts, feelings, and actions in the way that you do in therapy before. It was unknown to me, and I had been struggling with my body image and my confidence, depression and anxiety for as long as I can remember. One of the earliest memories I have was I was seven or eight years old and I was constantly worrying about the way that I looked. It was consuming like 90% of my thoughts and to this day still consumes a pretty high percentage, but it's something I'm working on. But I read the other day that girls develop a desire to be thinner starting at the age of six. I was like, oh my God, I felt that way. I felt that way. I felt that way. I felt that way. I wonder if other people felt that way too. And then I started seeing this post of girls develop a desire to be thinner starting at age six. I started seeing it go all around social media and people were sharing it who I didn't know if, you know, they were sharing it because they related or if they were sharing it in support of the resources that were on the post. But it really got me thinking too, okay, a lot of other people might have been going through what I was going through. Yet a lot of us were probably struggling silently back then and still might be today. And on this podcast, I want to invite you guys to ask yourself some of those hard questions and maybe invite other people or other loved ones or people that you care about to have those conversations with you too and extend that invitation to share because I do find that healthy communication and talking. It's not the only way to express these things, but it is a wonderful start. And I think it's a healthy start as well. And I wish that I would have started earlier expressing my insecurities, concerns, and fears because I probably needed to be in therapy even earlier than when I started. And I'm not... I'm not embarrassed to say that. I'm not upset with myself for the way I've experienced emotions. I'm actually proud of myself for sticking in therapy and sticking around for the really, really hard times, actually. And some of those really, really hard times for me were middle school and high school And I think because our brains are still growing, our emotions are still developing, social circles and social media, everything is very much, mm, (laughs) how do I say this? Um, I don't know. They all play a pretty, pretty big role in how we develop, I think. And I had a lot of those very difficult memories and circumstances when I was younger and still slightly into college that I really do think caused some very negative self-talk, very negative 
images that I created of myself and I have this really sad core memory of when I was in high school and I was really struggling with depression and self-harm and suicidal thoughts one of my friend's parents said we don't want our kid hanging out with Claire anymore she has too much going on she's not well like they were making it seem like my mental health was some sickness or illness that their kid was going to catch therefore they wanted to separate them from me which was very hurtful at that time and something that has stuck with me to this day I have felt very isolated and lonely most of my life and I am growing to appreciate and enjoy my alone time and find my sense of belonging within myself. But I certainly think there's a need for community still, especially in the mental health world. And that's another thing that I really want this podcast to become. I want this to be a safe, special community where people can come together and have access to mental health resources access to healing conversations and tools, and access to finding the truest, most beautiful version of themselves. (laughs) And I am still evolving. I'm still learning. I am in no way any sort of specialist or practitioner. These are all things that I'm sharing from my own experience and my own way of life. And we all have different experiences that are unique in their own ways. And I find that we all have something very valuable to offer. And I found it valuable in some way to hopefully share my healing journey and connect with others. And another thing about healing that I think social media and the world has just change the perception of it, they kind of package healing and self-care in this very luxurious, beautiful bow. And healing is not all joyful and positive results. It's, It's painful work. It's difficult work. It's experiencing a range of emotions you didn't know existed. It's crying on the floor sometimes, feeling like, how am I going to keep going? These are times when we have breakthroughs and healing is messy and healing takes time. I found this journal entry that I wrote to myself when I was 15 and it was saying something along the lines of, Oh, Claire, by the time you're 20 years old, you're going to be completely healed from PTSD, no more body image problems, you're going to be living a carefree life. And I was reading this journal entry, and I was like, what made me think by the time I was 20, I was going to have it figured out? I still laugh at that because I have come to learn most people don't have it figured out and that's a good thing because that means we're still open to evolving and growing. But I just found it so interesting that my younger self 
was giving myself this five-year healing timeline, just kind of like this five-year career plan of whatever that people tell us we need to have. And I really noticed very early on the regular, quote-unquote, regular path of life was really not something that was going to work for me because I had so many different struggles around mental health. And that's okay. (laughs) That is completely, completely okay. I'm hoping this podcast is a place where I'm able to show up as myself in the very hard parts of my healing journey. This is not a before or an after wellness project of any kind. I feel like I'm in the middle of a very difficult chapter of my life. And I and I thought that it might be unique to capture that too in the form of a podcast because I do really enjoy sharing and talking and I'm in therapy actively right now, and I've been doing EMDR, actually, which is something I would love to share about on another episode and how EMDR therapy has really been a large factor in my PTSD and how that's really helped me a lot. But I also wanted to touch a little bit on a little bit more of what my therapy journey has looked like because it's going to look different for everyone and there's been times in my life where I haven't had access to therapy or I haven't been able to afford therapy or I haven't had the resources to go to therapy and I know that that's the case for a lot of people and I want to extend compassion and understanding to those people who are in that place because when you feel like you're at rock bottom and you just don't have access to mental health resources and care, I, I do have an idea of how difficult that is. And I'm, I'm hoping that you're able to find any sort of support and guidance and resources that will assist you in some way during that time. And for me, when I first started therapy, a little bit what I shared before. I just wasn't ready. And I did take off, I think about a year, maybe, maybe less than a year. I took some time off of therapy before I went into college. And once I was in college, I did therapy in person and virtually, which I do virtual therapy now. I was opposed to it for a little bit, but I have found it still a much more flexible way for me to stay in therapy because I've been moving a lot the last several years of my life. So virtual therapy has given me that flexibility. But when I was in college and I um, and I had that break in therapy, I could feel I could feel myself slipping away. And I'm I'm okay with the fact that I might always need to be checked into therapy in some sort of way because I know that that's something that works for me. I think other people have sports or community support or hobbies or different things like that that support them. And I certainly find those 
a very inspiring and positive healing outlet as well. So therapy might not look like a therapy session for everybody. It might look like something else. And that's another conversation that I just wanted to open up a little bit. And a little a little bit back to my college therapy. So I did have a pretty traumatic event happen when I was in college, but I was already in therapy at the time. And that's what was different from the very beginning of my therapy journey. So when I was 15, I was in the <sighs> darkest place I have ever experienced. And I had no tools, no resources, no idea what therapy even was, no idea what I even needed to work on. I didn't know why I was acting or feeling the way that I was. So coming into therapy was slightly overwhelming. <laughs> But thankfully, over time, I was able to acquire those tools, but still didn't have them in the beginning. When I was in college and I was already in therapy and I had a very difficult situation happen, it was like I had this net that kind of caught me there and I was able to bounce back just like a little bit faster because... It was almost like muscle memory, and it was almost like I had this protective factor in place. It's kind of like um, when people tell you to exercise or use muscles that you don't normally use just because those still contribute to your overall physicality. You don't want to let those muscles weaken, I guess. And so staying in therapy helped me strengthen my mental and emotional and social muscles and that allowed me to bounce back when I was having that very difficult event in college. And this is something that I really like to talk about with people. Even if you're not per se in a bad place or struggling or if you didn't have a traumatic event, that doesn't mean therapy is not you know, available to you. I think it's available to people at any stage in their life as long as they're open to it. But it's really awesome if you're in therapy when you're doing well because if or when something happens, you already have that really great protective factor and resource ready for you to use. I'm going to be completely honest right now and say I'm still very nervous with <laughs> recording this podcast. Because I keep thinking of the person I used to be. I keep thinking of who I was before I really had self-awareness and before I really accessed my inner trauma. And I just want people to know too, people who struggle with mental health or addiction or wherever, whatever it may be, we we can improve. We do improve. And I want people to feel like there is light at the end of the tunnel. I know I've shared that healing journeys can be messy and they can be challenging and they can be long, but it's not always that way for everybody either. This has just been a little bit of my own experience and I'm I'm hoping that in some way by showing some sort of courage and vulnerability just by opening up about about my experience maybe that will 
inspire somebody else to do the same, even if it's just starting a conversation in your friend circle or in your home or in your in your office even. I've always loved to advocate for mental health conversations ever since I found out what mental health was and I see a need for there being to be more conversations about it and to normalize it and to create a sense of security and understanding when people share their own their own struggles. And I had the most amazing job in college working in a wellness center where I was surrounded by people who also had this this mindset. And it's actually where I met my husband, Anthony. I would love to talk about him more on the podcast too one day. But I believe it's our responsibility to show empathy and kindness and help create that space for others to openly share and trust. And I think that's how you build a community. I could be wrong, but I think maybe those are components to building a strong foundation for a community. And that's my one of my goals to do online because I do live in a smaller town and it is harder to connect with people. And I've found it really beautiful that I can connect with people online and I've made some friends that way. And I would love for other people to find that or to experience that as well, and to know that I am someone that you can come to if you need to chat, or just if you need someone to listen. Those are things that I'm working on too. I love to go to other people to share and to talk, but I also want to be that great shoulder to cry on, honestly, for other people too. Because I have been in therapy for a really long time and I have these resources or maybe certain worksheets I could send or prompts I could share. And I even went to school, um, I went to college for recreational therapy, so I got to learn even more about stress management and the eight dimensions of wellness and how to find balance and trust within yourself and, you know, strengthen rapport with other people and the community and find find yourself and find your passions. Like I, I have a degree in this and I have experience and I have this very, very, very strong passion for it. And I just hope that people know that I'm happy to be here for you and I'm happy to be here sharing and I am just over the moon excited for however this podcast unfolds. (laughs) And I really want to end this podcast the way that I end my therapy sessions, which is by listing one or two things that I'm really looking forward to or some joy that I'm thinking I'll experience in the next few days. And so, yeah, I'm going to share my joy with you guys and close out the show. So for me, something I'm looking forward to, oh, definitely releasing this podcast. Oh my gosh. Definitely releasing this and hopefully connecting with some of you guys 
And also, I'm finishing the book Braving the Wilderness right now by Brene Brown. It says it's the quest for true belonging and the courage to stand alone. And it's one of the best books I've read. I have all the pages like folded down and saved and I'm taking pictures of messages in the book. It's it's a book that I'm reading slowly, but it is a book that I would recommend that certainly has great research and opportunity for you to prompt yourself with own question, your own questions about where do I belong or what is belonging. So it is a beautiful read that, that I would recommend, but <laughs> I have book recommendations for now. <laughs> so thank you guys for coming to the very first episode of An Invitation to Share. Once again, I am your host, Claire, and I really look forward to chatting and sharing with you guys next time. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.